0: Today's scripture reading will come from Hebrews 10, 11 through 18. Hebrews 10, 11 through 18. And every pe- priest stands daily at his service, offering repeatedly the same sacrifices which can never take away sins but when christ had offered for all time a single sacrifice for sins he sat down at the right hand of god waiting from that time until his enemies should be made a footstool for his feet for a single offering he has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified let and the holy spirit also bears witness to us
1: singular, superior sacrifice. Jesus, our risen king, has perfected all of those who have been united with him and are being sanctified by him, set apart by him, and made holy by him. What was God telling persecuted followers of Jesus in this scripture? What is he telling us in this scripture? The Hebrews writer carried along by the Holy Spirit, repeatedly reminds us of the superiority of Jesus, the risen Christ, in this letter, which some scholars liken to a sermon. The theme of the superiority of Christ is recurrent throughout the letter. The Hebrews writer is well acquainted with the Torah given to the nation of Israel. The Hebrew word Torah means instruction. There were 613 commandments that were given to set God's people apart. The nation of Israel was set apart. That plan was in place for a long time, as our brother Nick alluded to. They were set apart to bring us Jesus Christ. He was there in the beginning, but he humbled himself in the form of a servant, taking on the shame and pain of death on a cross to right our wrongs and reconcile us with God once and for all. Throughout this letter, the letter to the Hebrews, Jesus is elevated as superior and in this particular passage we see the finality of his sacrifice contrasted to recurrent daily and yearly sacrifices offered by priests on behalf of the people of israel this theme of better more greater regarding jesus our risen savior is repeated 25 times in this letter recall creation as we see it in genesis each day of creation a loving God is speaking the expanse of this universe, this planet and all of life into existence in his very good creation. On the sixth day, he made man and woman in his image and it is very good. Then in Genesis chapter three, we see mankind choose a path different from the will of our father and breaking that communion with him. Our sins separated us from him in all of his holiness, but in his steadfast and enduring love, He planned our rescue, making a way for humanity to approach him in all of his holiness with the law of the Torah. This included Levitical laws and sacrifice for atonement of sin. There was very limited access to the inner sanctum, the holy of holies, for atonement of sin in the tabernacle. This was where God's presence could be with his people, but the access was limited. It was behind a veil. And multiple types of sacrifices were made for atonement and cleansing to allow the priests to approach on behalf of humanity. Jesus superseded all of this. His sacrificial death, burial and resurrection gave us hope to be perfected in him. In him, we are cleansed and forgiven and look forward to being complete and perfected in the new kingdom on his return. Another recurrent theme of this letter is exhortation, encouragement, admonishment to be faithful to Jesus even in the face of persecution and adversity. We again see Jesus being elevated above the former ways and sacrifices including passing through the veil to the holy places in him. We read in Hebrews ten, nineteen through 23 Therefore brothers, since we have confidence to enter The holy place is by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with the true heart and full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Did we have to approach today through multiple layers of a tabernacle? A ritual sacrifice offered on our behalf? Is our approach to the Holy of Holies obscured by a veil? There are no layers or barriers for us. The interplace with God is through his son, Jesus. We partake together here. We're exhorted in these scriptures to draw near with full assurance of faith. And let us remember that word faith. I love it when we talk about that. Pistis is the Greek word. You guys know I'm a word nerd. (laughs) Faith. Belief in Jesus Christ. But not just belief in Jesus Christ. Belief that produces action. Devotion that's motivating us. Our hearts are cleaned and we're buried with him in baptism. We hold fast to him in the holy places without wavering. We acknowledge his superior sacrifice and we enter those places with confidence we're no longer identified by former sins former selves we are identified in Christ and what about those holy places where are they the holy places are in him in Jesus they're in holy moments he provides us here or anywhere we gather some of you may recall before the pandemic in an evening Bible study that one of our young people noted that the simplicity of our worship would allow us to have church in a ditch we laughed and praised god for the truth in the statement little did we know that a pandemic virus a few months later would help to bear out that reality for us The same holds true for Ukrainian believers who had church and underground subways in the tunnels while missiles fell from the sky. Those are the holy places that he gives us access to. The next exhortation from the Hebrews author begs another question about these holy moments, this holy moment, the one we are having right here and right now. Why are we here? Think about it for a moment. Why are we here? Hebrews 10, 24 and 25. And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day drawing near. There is challenge for us here. As we considered why we are here, There are likely lots of different thoughts that are going through our heads. I know there were thoughts that were going through my heads at various points in my walk. My spouse made me do it. I love Jesus. Lewis asked me to come. Perhaps it's obligation. I prefer to think that it's because you love me. I need refreshed. I need restored. I don't want to go to hell. I'm supposed to be here, checking the box. I can tell you that was a big one for me for years and years and years. Check the box. I warmed the pew on Sunday, and I checked the box. I gave my tithes, my donation, I checked the box. example of God's perfect patience with me is that my wife heard me utter the words that I had done those two things and I was too busy. Don't ask me for anything else. I don't really need to be here. I thought that too. You don't have to go to church to get to heaven. Technically true. But based on our reading here, is that, God, is that God's intent? Is that his design for us? What does a Christian walk in isolation look like? What does a Christian walk with other believers look like? What if we add persecution to the mix? What if in that persecution we have access to approach confidently with full assurance of faith? What if we draw near with a true heart? What if we consider how to stir each other up to love and good works? We're exhorted to provoke one another in our perseverance in the faith. It is something that we do in community. And let's consider our community here and now. Look around. Please, stop for a moment, and look around. I'm not going to keep talking until you do. (laughs) Jesus, our superior sacrifice, brings together a multi-ethnic and varied group of believers united under one primary identity, followers of Jesus. Different politics, different languages, different ethnicities, different views on COVID, different views on vaccines, Clemson versus Carolina, (laughs) many differences, but we are all united in Jesus Christ. Our varied and distinct lives have been woven together by him. And he foreknew it. People that I drove by five years ago who are an incredible source of encouragement in the worst of moments. Right now in this moment, we are all sharing in each other's Jesus story. Even if you don't believe in him. You bear his image, you are hearing a proclamation of who he is in no uncertain terms, in a way that is even binding. I'll share a few ways that I see our community in Christ. What he's done here, stirring each other in good works. I won't say any names, but you guys know who you are. Provoking love and good works and encouraging one another is. try to make it through the list a sister who will stop and pray at your ear at a moment's notice before or after church a sister who keeps a freezer stocked with comfort foods to be ready when she finds out you have fallen ill believers who will hear a desperate call or text and Find a way to be present and pray or render love or service Fervent prayers for your family members or friends medical issues Fervent prayer for your issue Sometimes right here and right now not I will pray for you Let's pray now We cry together We rejoice together. There are calls or texts when you're missed. Prayer partners. Fasting partners. Children and young people who are learning and participating not under compulsion but out of a desire to know God and follow his son. Not two or three but four generations Of family attending services together blessing others with the steadfast love of God that endures in the children's children encouraging prisoners and supporting prison ministry brothers or sisters who know the worst there is to know about your past life before you were born again brothers or sisters who can be trusted to hear your current struggle and hold you accountable. Care packages for COVID. Compassion kits for the homeless or the bereft. Partaking in the spread of the gospel locally in our community or across the world. Sometimes a card that came at just the right moment and speaks God's love just the way you needed to hear it. Songs old and new that renew and refresh and pull us back from the edge sometimes. Communion, where we are declaring together in unity with our brothers and sisters here and across the world, our risen Christ, proclaiming his death and burial and resurrection weekly, considering our state and our missteps from the week prior, ways that we move forward together in him in the week to come. Scripture and teaching grounded in his word, Bible classes, devotionals daily, breaking bread together, living life together outside of service times, That's the community that God intends for us. Heartfelt thanks for help, praying for help in hurts, being led by the Spirit, bearing with one another when we misstep, forgiving one another, challenging one another, giving us a bump. If anybody thought I would be up here five years ago without someone challenging me, The list is not exhaustive, and it could go on. These are the things that clearly show us God's hand and provision for us daily. An abundant life in Christ. What he came to give us here and now that takes our walk with him far, far beyond fire insurance. Are we partaking in love and good works? Are we bringing that that which God has uniquely given us to bear in encouraging others? Deuteronomy 6, 4, and 5. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your might. I love that scripture. The Hebrew for heart is our source of life, our seed of emotion. At the time this was written, our thoughts, right? All of your soul. It actually was referring to your throat, your physical being, who you are physically. And my favorite part is all of your might. We've heard before, we've discussed before, but it bears repeating. The word for might is literally translated, bury. What does that mean for me to serve God with all of my berry? It means that my past, my pains, who I am, who he made me to be, how he has gifted me, what I do for a living, my circles of influence, my leisure time, all of those things, everything that I am capable of producing or bringing into this world is for serving him. And as we consider the exhortations of the Hebrew author, Hebrew's author, are we doing that? There's also a chilling reminder of life away from what he intends, in particular after receiving the knowledge of the truth. We continue reading in chapter 10, verse 26 through 31. For if we go on sinning deliberately after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a fearful expectation of judgment and a fury of fire that will consume the adversaries It is a fearful thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Here we see a warning against disregard for the Son of God, profaning that blood that he shed, outraging the spirit of grace. It's fearful to fall into that judgment, and it lies in stark contrast to the living hope we have in Jesus now and in eternity. But we are immediately encouraged and exhorted in the following scripture. The Christians addressed in this letter encouraged with recollection of their faith and good works, even under adverse circumstances. Continuing in verse 32 through 39. But recall the former days when after you were enlightened, you endured a hard struggle with sufferings, sometimes being publicly exposed to reproach and affliction, and sometimes being partners with those so treated. For you had compassion on those in prison. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. Sufferings in this world are myriad. We all have struggles. Creation groans for the return of our Christ. Others make bad choices, often seemingly more than we do. We make bad choices. Drugs, drunkenness, disease, cancer, uncertainty, politics, financial burden, governments, world leaders, our parents, our children, divorce, anxiety, depression, division, cultural struggles, people die. There is no lack of pain in our world, in our existence here. Public reproach and affliction to some degree for us, but certainly we are partnered with missionaries and churches exposed to affliction for Christ's sake. That is, in India, in the Middle East, Afghanistan, home churches that are scattered, missionaries who will be beheaded, if someone witnesses a baptism these believers in the hebrews letter suffered reproach and those believers have suffered reproach including the plundering of their property but they remain steadfast remembering the greater hope and we may face reproach and affliction in greater frequency and intensity but in christ we won't shrink back or be destroyed Our belief in and devotion to him will preserve our souls. If you are entering the Holy of Holies today through Jesus, do so with confidence. And please prayerfully consider how you might stir up your brothers and sisters to love and good works with the gifts that God has uniquely given to you. If you want to know more about salvation, being united with Jesus Christ please stick around and talk to one of us after the service we will stop we will talk we will pray if you've been reconciled to God and Jesus Christ but have been neglecting to meet together with other believers encouraging each other in love and good works please prayerfully consider where God might be leading you to serve and encourage and be encouraged and bring to bear what he has given you all of your very please join me in a prayer before our closing prayer and songs holy father we thank you for this day we thank you for the opportunity that we have here to freely worship you and enter in confidence through your son jesus we thank you for his superior sacrifice to reconcile us to you and restore all that has broken by sin and death that we brought. Help us to find our way to you. If we need to be united through your son, help us to find the place. You want us to experience 100 fold family in your church, the bride of Christ, help us to serve you with all that we are and are capable of bringing to bear in this world. Lead us father to have your word dwelling richly in us and changing who we are. Lead us to share the good news of your son in our families, in our circles of influence, in our community, and across the world to the glory of your name. We love you, we praise you, and we thank you for Jesus. And it's in his precious name we pray. Amen. Amen.